Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown, presented by Pizza Hut. I'm your host, Aidan Gilbride. Here's the deal. And welcome back to another edition of The Lowdown from Pickletown. I'm sitting with fifth-year senior... Uh, on the uh, track and field program uh, for the throws, uh, John Wojcik. Thank you very much for joining us, John. Um, it's quite interesting, you know. I think out of everyone on campus, on the team, I've known you longer than anyone, absolutely mm-hmm. anyone. Because when I came in, you know, in 2018, you'd already been here for a year, and you were actually you were on the cross country team, uh, and that's what the, a lot of our kind of our our what we were going to talk about today is like basically your kind of your journey over the last few years because it's it's been quite a crazy ride for you. Would you, would you agree it's been quite a crazy ride? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking uh, earlier in the season because I was interning with the cross-country team and I, out of all the cross-country runners, I was like Aiden's the only person that I know from the team still back when I was running. So that was definitely interesting to <laughs> Yeah, see. no, it's, it's definitely been crazy because I remember like so very clearly my first year when I came in, um, we went off to train in the mountains, and I actually was in your room with Brady. We shared the hotel mm-hmm. room that year, so it's it's crazy how like the, all these years later, how think how much things have actually changed, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because your story really starts with you know the fact that you were a cross country runner when you came in here, you know, um, and now you're a weight thrower, you know. So it's it's incredible how you know how much it's changed for you. I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying, but like just. And it's not like an insult in any way. It's the weight change has been incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, I remember when I came in, like you were still fairly. You were. I think you had started to go to the gym. Yeah. But like, how much of a change it is is incredible. And mm-hmm. I'm curious as to for you, like, did you just start going to the gym just just for yourself personally, or were you trying to get yourself into shape, or was it were you maybe not necessarily happy with things? You can be as honest as possible. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, when I was running in high school, I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more. I mean, it was a lot less intense for mm-hmm. me, um, and I was pretty good at it, uh, at least for, like, the high school level. And then I came to college, and it was just a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. And I actually met a uh, thrower. His name was Kyle Schwartz, and he was in the weight room and stuff. And, like, I was just going casually, uh, mostly doing, like, calisthenics, like push-ups, uh, pull-ups, stuff like that. And I like not heavyweight. Um, and then he kind of saw me and was, like, just guiding me through some things. And then I started actually doing, like – uh standard movements such as like bench press squat like stuff that like different athletes would do um and then like I started gaining some weight and this was in my freshman year but then I think by the time that you saw me I'd actually gained uh a decent amount of weight maybe like 20 pounds or something Mm -hmm. so you didn't even see me like at my smallest when you first got here so it was definitely a really big change and then once I actually like stopped running that's when like it really got serious like Mm -hmm. how much weight I was gaining yeah, for sure. Because I mean, again, this is—it's—I'm interested to hear it from your actual perspective. Because obviously, from my perspective on the outset, I, I remember it kind of the way that you kind of got into the throws was quite—it um, was—I don't know if it was by chance. Maybe you can actually walk us through it. But mm-hmm. I think uh, Coach Matt at the time, who was obviously the director, I think he asked you to step in and do the javelin at conference. Uh, am I correct in saying that? Yeah. It, well, I mean, that's that's part of the story. Um, yeah. So I had stopped. I remember I went into his office and I was like, hey, I just don't enjoy running that much anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously I was gaining weight, so it was like kind of harder to come back. I was mm-hmm. actually getting maybe a little bit worse at running yeah. just because I was heavier. Um, so I went into his office and everything was, I mean, everything went well. I was just like, hey, I don't enjoy it as much. Uh, I just want to stop. And then I just started lifting for a little bit and 
I don't I don't remember exactly who it was. I'm pretty sure it was a couple <laughs> of people. Um, but I was like, let me, let me just try Javelin. You know, a lot of my friends are on the team yeah. at this time, and I was still hanging out with them, and I was gaining weight. And they're like, well, you could probably do Javelin. You know, you don't got to be too big to do that. <laughs> so I started doing it, and I actually – I think I had like a season off uh, for indoors that I didn't yeah. do anything. So I ran cross country in 20 – I believe it was 2018, yeah. and then the indoor season, 2018, 2019, I didn't do anything. And then outdoors, I started throwing the javelin. So, yeah, it was kind of like just something to do. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't throwing any of the other events uh, yet, and mm-hmm. I was just did the javelin for that season. So, yeah, I would say the coaches, uh, Potter, even Kirby kind of like mentioned it too, Coach yeah. Matt, you know, they all were there. Like kind of like, we'll just see where it goes. Just yeah. try it. So see for you, see when when you did start doing it, like in terms of, I know it was just a javelin. Obviously, you said you've moved on to doing like the the hammer throw. I mean, mm-hmm. weight throw indoors and the discus and stuff. But mm-hmm. for for you, was was there an instantaneous kind of like feeling that you liked it? Like was it like a tingling sensation, like that different, like from when you were doing running? Like what what did it? How did it kind of come about that you decided I'm actually going to start taking this seriously? Yeah. So. The main, the main reason why I actually started doing it is because I just loved weight training so much. Like I yeah. like being in the gym. Mm-hmm. I liked. Uh, I kind of had those newbie gains, right? So like, yeah. I just started going, so I was like increasing my weight uh, on the lifts very quickly. So it was it was very addicting. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can throw and do this at the same time, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then when I actually picked up the the discus, the hammer, like the other throwing events outside of the javelin, I kind of like fell in love with those ones. Yeah. And it just took off from there. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, for me, I can recognize how crazy a journey it's been. And again, like we talked to just before the recording as well. I mean, as you, you need to be careful with like kind of like boosting people's egos. But for me, I mean, the crazy journey you've been on, I, I genuinely appreciate it. Like mm. I can see how much, how hard you've worked. Um, and, and for me, the the rate of your improvement is what's actually staggering to me. Do you think like, cause again, from the offset, like I don't, I don't speak to you enough, John, but like, I kind of like from the outset see that there's this kind of like internal drive and motivation with you that you seem to be this kind of person that whenever you set your mind on something, you throw yourself right into it and you, mm-hmm. you know, you know that you can actually accomplish it. Where does this kind of internal like drive and motivation actually come from? Um, I mean, I guess I'm the type of person that kind of has like the chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Um, that type of idea. So like people, uh, telling me, you know, like, uh, you can't do this. Um, that's just like, real big motivation for mm-hmm. me and i'm i've also kind of like become obsessed yeah. uh, with throwing you know like i think about it all the time i'll go to sleep i'm like dreaming about it stuff like this so <laughs> i'm just thinking about it all the time and i'm so focused on all the factors that go into it like uh, my diet my sleep training cycles stuff mm-hmm. like that just everything all the time so i mean yeah a bit of that like chip on my shoulder just gives me that determination and motivation just every single day to grind it out and get better yeah because i mean like i said you know talking about that improvement i mean it has i said the word staggering that really it really has been like that i mean in the last year alone you know you won last year as it's kind of just like a it's kind of just like a well done from the universe i guess but you won the breakout athlete of the year last year at the trojan globes and then on top of that some of the records that you've achieved within you know the conference itself i mean you won the last couple of conference titles you have the conference, um, I think, is it the weight throw record? You got the mm-hmm. weight throw record. Yeah. Um, and you've broke a number a number of the school records now. So for you, like, is it, is it always just trying to be better than you were the day before? Yeah, so I think it's an important that, you know, every single day is a day to grow and improve. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of people kind of see, like, the end goal as yeah. the only thing they're worried about. And for me, it's never about 
the end goal. It's always about the process. Yeah. So I feel like if you're just chasing like one single thing, so if, uh, if you're running, you know, you're like, you want to break the 14 minute barrier in the 5k or something. Yeah. You should be more worried about like the training process and what you're doing every single day and doing those small steps to get better. And I think that helps me because I don't get so focused and solidified on one goal. Cause say for a while I wanted to break 60 meters yeah. uh, in the hammer throw. And if I'm just focusing on that, it's like you're almost limiting yourself versus now like focusing on the process and the little things and improving uh, from a technical perspective, just yeah. getting stronger, stuff like that. And you, you'll increase so much more faster in any event that you're doing. Yeah, so um, you recently competed uh, your first indoor nationals, uh, first nationals as a as a weight thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I, I'm just curious as for you entering into that kind of that field. What was that experience like from you, and what do you think you learned the most from it? So it had been the I think uh, me and my girlfriend Mary Bridget, we yeah. were actually the first people from the region ever yeah. to go for the weight throw. Mm-hmm. I think there's only been one other guy, and he did it for a shot put. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a totally different environment because a lot of times at these track meets um, and even the conference, I don't want to like brag too much, but yeah. it's the competition just isn't there. Yeah, like there'll be you know maybe one or two guys that are pretty close, but it, it's totally different because I came in seventeenth uh, and they only took seventeen people, so yeah. I was at the bottom. Yeah, um, and it's very intimidating, you know, going in there and competing when the whole season you've been like kind of like the big dog in yeah. the ring and then you go in there all of a sudden and every single person is just technically on paper they're better than you because yeah. I was ranked last um so it was for me it was very good to be in that environment and learn what it's going to be like and weight is uh, a harder event for me so just going to nationals for that was kind of like a little bonus for me whereas mm-hmm. hammer is my main event um so I think when it comes to outdoors, when I go to outdoor nationals, it's just going to be, I'm already in a better event and I'll have that experience from nationals to be able to handle that pressure. Well, I mean, you've started off the season the right way, I guess, in outdoor. You recently threw the national uh, Provo um, Mm -hmm. uh, distance. So obviously you've got yourself back in that talking point for making it (laughs) in the outdoor and hopefully you can, again, do the same and and Mm -hmm. take what you've learned from the indoor nationals into that outdoor nationals. Especially, I think, I think, I, I don't know for sure, but I think you do prefer the, the hammer throw to the mm-hmm. weight throw indoors sure. so obviously your preferred event you know you, you would like to think that you'll do a, uh, you'll definitely try and perform a little bit better I guess um, so I, I did mention you were a fifth year senior uh, here um, and it's fair to say you've kind of gotten the most out of your time here obviously I think you know coming into the throws maybe a little bit later you probably wish that you could have got a little bit longer at 100%. it um, but with that being said you know you've actually done really well academically John I mean you, you also got I think last year in the indoor season you were I think you were field scholar athlete of the year mm-hmm. um or was it tracking was it full track and field I think scholar athlete of the year uh uh yeah I think so I think I think yeah. you were uh and then on top of that you've had the D2 uh, ADA and national achievement award um and you know you've you just seem to have always been able to balance your training and your life and also your academics really well mm-hmm. and so I think one of the things that I've never really spoke about with one of the seniors in one of these episodes is how what kind of advice do you have for like I don't know maybe say teammates or even just like freshmen that are coming in like that are struggling to balance that kind of life training and uh, academic side of things like how did you manage to balance all these? Gotcha. Um. Well, for me, one of the the best things that helps me academically is that I'm in a major that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Um. So I came in uh, as a mathematics major, and I mean I, I was gifted in math; it was my best subject, but it wasn't something that I like enjoy mm-hmm. completely 
so then I ended up switching to exercise science, um, and that's just like totally up my way. I love going to class. I love like I'll research stuff on my own if yeah. I don't understand it, and that just helps me in the classroom so much, like you wouldn't believe. Um, but I think a very good thing is just make sure you're in the right major, you're taking the right classes that you enjoy, and that'll help you so much academically. Like you'll just be learning, you'll want to learn, mm-hmm. and that'll just automatically help you do better. But I mean, it's also time management. Um, you know, we could spend three hours at practice, two hours in the weight room, and it's like almost five hours sometimes just with practice. So time management, understanding, you know, when you have those rest days that you aren't going out, you have to get your work done. Like, you just have to be efficient in your time management. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think you've echoed exactly what it was like for me because I'm I've, I kind of, I guess, I guess, a similar story to you. I I was obvi- I transferred to Mount Olive, but when I went into my first school, I went in as a history major because – that's the thing I was best at in high school, so I just thought I may as well just do the thing that I was best at. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized in my time here is if you find something that you're truly passionate about, you're more likely to push yourself, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, and actually get better at it. So for me, it was sports communication. I realized that I actually had a passion for the media side of things and that I enjoyed looking at like analytics and I look, looking at stats and research and, and I realized very quickly that this is what I wanted to do and as as you've said things have improved for me drastically academically since I actually found something I like doing mm-hmm. so I think finding what you're passionate about first is can't be said enough exactly. um, and then as you said obviously all this kind of time management and stuff like that like and what I like about you know at least in my time here at Mount Olive maybe you haven't had exactly the same experience but I feel like there is that kind of support system that they're quite open with you understand, sorry, with the teachers and faculty actually understanding mm-hmm. that you have something outside of your academics. So, you know, for me, that's been a nice balance. Yeah. Um, so obviously talking about, uh, let's, we'll just talk a little bit about the throws team. I, I recently had Potter on. So um, mm. uh, he, uh, um, would you say that Potter has had a, a big influence on your development and, and what does he kind of mean to you as, as a coach to now? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, if I had to go out on a limb and say this, like, I think even objectively I can say this is that in Division Two he very well might be the best throws coach uh, out there. Um, like I mentioned before, my girlfriend Mary Bridget, she transferred in from a yeah. different school, and she, she had a throws coach there, obviously. Um, and she would definitely, you know, say Potter is on the upper echelon of throws coach. Um, and so his understanding of how to teach the throws and how – just how to transfer his knowledge to an athlete. And especially with me, I feel like I have a really good habit of like picking up technical uh, things. Um, something I lack in would probably be like the strength aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to like technical manners and improving in that situation, I'm really good. So it's been very interesting, like him taking me from essentially nothing because I had yeah. no prior experience of any types of mm-hmm. those at all and then structure me into the athlete I am today. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job. And even now, like it's still – he's still doing a really good job. Like my progress, typically you slow down, um, as you get better, but it's like every season, I mean, maybe I'll slow down like a little bit, but I think I opened up with, uh, 45, the very first time I did hammer. And then the next year I opened up with 53 and then this year opened up with 59. So it's the progress. Like it doesn't even seem to be slowing down, which is crazy to me. I just keep getting better and better. And I mean, it's all due to him, his programming, his understanding of when to, put in uh specific strength training or mm-hmm. how many throws were taken at practice all the volume just 
every single thing and then working on small technical cues, not giving me too much to worry about, but giving me enough that I can work on, you know, day to day and improve. So he's done a phenomenal job throughout my entire season here. And I think he's done a phenomenal job with other throws as well. Yeah, I was about to say that because, um, you know, you're talking about yourself, obviously, individually. But the thing is, like, the throws team for me in my time here is, is probably the strongest it's, it's been. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's not, like I said to Potter, my exact words were, this wasn't an overnight kind of thing. No. This has been developing over the years. And what he's done incredibly well, and, taught, and this is a credit to, like, the actual track and field program, not just Potter with the recruitment side of things, but he's bringing in people that are going to continue that trend of development. And mm-hmm. and right now, I think this throws squad is in a very good place. So even after, like like I said, you're, you're, I'm about to talk to you about graduation. Even after you leave, it looks like the trend is going to continue. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of really good, talented throwers in there that are only going to get better. And I think just the way that he approaches the training side of things like you were just speaking about is why there's been such a good development in the throws squad. And then it has been a kind of long-term project that seems to be now kind of, uh, uh, going up mm-hmm. so that's kind of that's a good thing um, but I guess like I said I just spoke about your um, graduation so like like we did speak about I think you probably wish that you could have had longer to kind of compete in throws mm-hmm. um, so for you what are you actually going to do after graduation have you looked into it at all have you got any plans solid plans are you going to continue to like train and, and throw or what, what, what are you thinking so right now uh, the plan um, for me is I want to at least make it through this season Mm -hmm. and see where I'm at I obviously have future plans of you know continuing to train and hopefully you know maybe one day I'll turn into me going pro or something like that I definitely think I have the potential um with the progress that I'm seeing with the coach that I trust and believe in I mean I I don't I don't think anything is impossible at this point seeing like my rate of development so I think by the end of the season if things go well I mean that opportunity is going to be opened up even more for me so I'm looking to stay local continue training with the team um whether that ends up me volunteering or doing something like that, I just want to be around the environment and continue to grow from it. Yeah, and I think I think what you said as well, mindset is a big part about, you know, if if you if you believe you can actually get somewhere, a lot of the time, you know, you know, you're the strongest part of your asset, like I mean, you as a thrower, I mean it looks on paper to everyone else like it's just you know, just raw brute strength. But mm-hmm. again, up here in your own head if you're strong up there and you believe you can get somewhere, that can take you so far in life. So, you know, I, I wish you the best of luck, John, wherever you go and whatever you do. Um, you know, like I said, I'm in the same situation as you. I'm about to graduate and, you know, I'm looking at my options and stuff as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got surgery in my time here. So for me, I didn't actually think I was going to continue running after I left because I honestly just thought my legs would just be too beaten up and ruined at that point. But mm-hmm. I've actually got to a point now in a very healthy headspace and also healthy uh, fitness wise I'm going to keep going I'm going to keep training yeah. so that's a good thing for me but you know I, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're going to continue training and, and I guess uh, good luck in whatever you do and thanks for coming on appreciate it appreciate you having me this has been the lowdown from Pickletown would just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department thank you very much for listening we'll see you next time